you for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this broadcast is finding you all well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And with us is our dear friend, Kevin Robb, down there in Phoenix. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning from sunny, warm Phoenix. Praise God. There it is, folks, uh, rubbing that in. But I want you to know it was a warm 60-degree day here in South Carolina. Uh, just looking down, at 63 right now. And, uh, and folks, you just don't get that everywhere. But uh, we certainly are glad to have you. This has been a real heady subject, a real tough subject. It's got uh, Kevin and I are talking about this offline, people we know. Uh, that have hurt us, hurt others. And uh, boy, this is one of these subjects that really garners a lot of conversation. And we just want to say up front that if we can do anything to help you, contact us. I mean, if you can't get a hold of me, Kevin Rob, R-A-U-B out there on Facebook, get a hold of us. Let us figure out how we can help you, get you to the right place. Uh, this is really tough stuff. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to assure you, insure you, however you want to say it, both words work. Uh, God brought me to a, I'm in a wonderful church uh, here in, in uh, South Carolina, and uh, I'm serving God in a wonderful way and have been for years. So there's the other side of narcissism is right where God wants you. Um, I'm every bit as independent Baptist as I've always been, uh, maybe even more so because we get to have the liberty and the freedom that God gives us in the grow. It's an unbelievable thing, folks, when God gives you his word uh, through his man uh, week in and yeah. week out, and there's no deceit in it. There is no craziness in it. It's just plain old, let's learn about God. Let's be prayed up. Let's have our hearts open. And uh, it's incredible. For years, I was in, a, in an environment where, you know, don't go beyond that wall. Now I'm in an environment where it's, we don't go beyond the wall because this is what happens. And this is what God tells us. What a wonderful place that is to be. And we want to help you find that place. And we'll be glad to do that if you're not there. I know most of you are. I know many of you are in wonderful churches. I've spoken very many of them and, and still intend to do so. And, and so, here we are. We've talked about love bombing, and at the end of love bombing, we got to get to the place where we knock you down a couple pegs through devaluation. Uh, we've talked about gaslighting. Uh, we're at the point where gaslighting brings you to the place where you really disbelieve reality. I mentioned to you uh, a young lady who told me her boyfriend had her believing that the sky was really green. Uh, her parents were no good, any of those things. And that's where we show up at intentionally sabotaging friendships or other relationships, intentionally sabotaging somebody, going out of your way to make sure that you're the most important relationship, that you're the only relationship, that uh, uh, that we sit by the phone and wait for you to tell us what to do, that these are the people that come along and say, listen, I don't want you to talk to anyone else. I need to straighten you out. You can't handle this by yourself. Sadly, I've seen seen this recently. I've seen it in a lot of folks, folks who uh, have had contact with me and that I've loved and I think have loved me in the past. They get stuck in that. And, and you know, the Bible teaches us a lot on this stuff. Um, 
we don't intentionally sabotage people. A man that have friends show himself friendly. And there is a friend that never intentionally sabotages anybody that's closer than a brother. And, and it emphasizes the importance of when we have a good friend, we're not being sabotaged. When we have a good friend, we don't have to leave this. And uh, I think it's very important, as you would, that men should do unto you, do also to them likewise. Kevin, I mean, over and over again, the Bible's clear. We don't have to be in these relationships. We, it, when we see intentional sabotage and when we feel it, when that perception's right, when things are right on, well, God will lead us. Yeah, the great, the great um, to me, example, it's not great in a good way, but Saul, King Saul in the Old Testament, interestingly enough, there's two, two Sauls, at least in the Bible, the two, the two yeah. most noted King Saul. <laughs> and in the new, in the new Testament, there is a Saul that found the grace of God, but the both Sauls were very deadly at first. And then, uh, Saul that became Paul got born again. But the first Saul went from a pretty good guy, pretty humble guy in the Bible. Um, in fact, I was reading that in preparation for these broadcasts that, that Saul, you know, he hit himself when he was, uh, when Samuel ch- uh, showed up to, to anoint him, he was hiding. He didn't feel he was uh, good enough. He didn't feel his, his family was of a high enough station. He was not, um, uh, as someone that, that wanted the job, you know, he just was humble, but it went to his head and, uh, and he had some early victories there against the Philistines. And, uh, the next thing, you know, uh, things are going great and he's kind of liking it and his self-importance, you know, led to a self-indulgent lifestyle and, and he, you know, as far as pride and just kind of eating it up. But this is the thing that jumped out at me, Doug, is he began sabotaging relationships oh. because, um, he, he recognized that his own son, whose name was Jonathan, right? His wonderful son, Jonathan, against whom nothing is bad recorded, um, f- really took a liking to David because David had, had killed the, 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 you know, the giant Goliath. And so Saul recognized that. And, and afterwards Saul was very wroth. It says in chapter 18, verse eight of the book of first Samuel, Saul was very wroth and the saying displeased him. And he said, they have described, they, excuse me, they have ascribed unto David 10,000s and to me, they have ascribed but thousands. And what more, uh, what can he have more but the kingdom and saw I David from that day forward. So when there was a competitor to his um, gloating, his success, you know, him feeling like he's the big dog, his, you know, he had just kind of cordoned off an area where he was his own God and he was going to be the little God of the kingdom. Then that interfered to the point that he sabotaged the relationship with David, because it says in verse two, and Saul took him that day, this David, and would let him go no more home to his father's house. And then um, later on, so, so first of all, a narcissist tries to own people. People are to be our chess pieces to be moved. And, it's, and we're not talking about a boss or someone saying, I think you'd be good in this position or a pastor saying, I think you'd be a good Sunday school teacher. We're talking about someone that says, I, it, you know what, you 
you are a good fit for us. You would be a secret of our success. I don't care if I use you and overwork and overwork you, but saw, you know, he started casting javelins, but this is the verse that jumped out at me, Doug. It's uh, when Jonathan approached his dad and said, David is a good man. This is verse 30 of first Samuel 20. Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan. And he said unto him, thou son of the perverse, rebellious woman. He's talking about his wife. Saul's talking about his own wife. Do not I know that thou hast chosen the son of Jesse to thine own confusion and into the confusion of thy mother's nakedness. He's basically saying, you know what? You know, you're making me ashamed that I ever married your mother. And you're making me ashamed that I ever spent time, uh, you know, conceiving you just hurtful, hurtful things about everyone around him. But what he's trying to do, he's trying to say, I want you to stop hanging out with Jonathan. Now, when we think about that, we're, we're thinking, uh, does a dad or a leader have the right to say, you need to be careful about this person? Absolutely. But does a leader have the right or, or is it wise? Is it, is it proper for a leader? Is it a sign or is it a sign of narcissism instead for them to say, you stay away from this person because that person is, you know, they're not going to say this. They're such a good guy. They make me look bad. And yeah. if, if that's the case, you're dealing with a narcissist. Yeah, and, and there it is. And, and, and you know, there's a litmus test here, too, is when that comes along, things that you should do right away, things that when you sense this, uh, you know, we're looking at a biblical description of what's actually going on. And, you know, I'm amazed at how, uh, I guess, how the, the power of God was on David. Uh, I mean, just going back to what you were talking about, so many instances where they tried to kill him, they tried to do all that. And there's David just that, you know, that little shepherd boy just out there, just God just helping him get through all these things. But if you feel like someone's intentionally sabotaging you, um, you need to take proactive, uh, be proactive, take proactive steps, get away from it. Um, it might involve backing up documents, doing things. Remember, narcissists will do anything to rewrite history. I know I keep saying that, but if there's one thing I want you to uh, leave with on your mind is that uh, they need to rewrite history to be the victim in every relationship. Uh, one thing that a narcissist hates, and when you're being intentionally sabotaged, is communicate directly. I know exactly what's going on, and I'm going to tell my parents, my brother, my sister, my, uh, my pastor, I'll go to the authorities. You're intentionally trying to hurt me, and that's unacceptable. And then document the evidence. Keep proof of what they're doing. These people will stop at nothing to ruin you. These people will stop at nothing to make you look bad and for them to look good. Seek support. Again, set boundaries. Take legal action. All these are things that I've learned in retrospect when these things happen to me. But don't sit back and let a narcissistic fool do anything to you. You've got a great God. We'll be right back with you. Well, and here we are as we go forward. And, uh, you know, I, I keep on going back. One of the first chapters I tried to memorize in the Bible uh, was chapter 12 of the book of Romans. And I remember that verse that we've talked about a couple times, let love be without dissimulation or hypocrisy. And, and, um, and you know, if we have somebody who can't do that, if we're in a situation where 
We need to abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good. And that's essentially telling us, get away from the intentional sabotaging. When people are out to hurt you, they really don't stop at anything until they try to rewrite history. Now, I have seen narcissists, you know, they're going to they're gonna drop the crocodile tears. You know, they'll get a group of their people together and cry like a baby. I goofed, I messed up. They're not going to apologize to you. They're going to make believe they intend to do that, but they're never going to do that. So folks, what I'm going to tell you is you need a good church, you need a good pastor. We're going to help you find one if you get a hold of us, if you're not in one. In many cases, you are in one, but this narcissist has you believing that the pastor can't be trusted. And, and Kevin, so often in these types of circumstances, that's exactly what people do is they take out the important folks in your life, the close friends, the, the pastors, the parents and things of that nature. Have you ever seen anything like that? I have, I have brother. Um, you know, when, um, we're talking about pastors here. And of course I've been a pastor. I've pastored 15 years in, in church plants and I've also been the missionary. So I've been the guy visiting and I've preached some revivals. So I've been the evangelist that spent lengthy time and I spent time with good godly men and a mark of a good church is usually uh, a servant mentality in the pastor. You know, Jesus didn't just waste you know, ink and paper when he put in his Bible, he that is great, let him be your your servant or your minister. And and Paul uses the term, you know, putting me in the ministry. I've got kind of me faithful putting me in the ministry. So this idea of serving the flock, and uh, unfortunately, there are some toxic leaders that that make it up there. And and uh, remember, a narcissist will project what they're guilty of onto other people. So a leader, for instance, in a church who a pastor or someone like that, it could be a treasurer, it could be a, a head deacon or, or whatever, Sunday school superintendent, whatever they will. Uh, sometimes if so, let's just say if an evangelist comes in and he's a good, godly, humble evangelist, so, you know, that's like David, you know, in da of David, it says David went out whithersoever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely. So a, a humble servant who's not trying to overthrow any authority, he shows up. Okay. Number one, of course, he's not going to try to listen to people dump on him about the pastor. But number two, if that if the evangelist or some some other person who loves God is esteemed a threat, and so that he says he says everyone stay away from this guy because he is sabotaging the church's authority, i.e., my authority, i.e., the image I have of authority. That that is toxic. That is dangerous, and I've I've seen it before, not real often, but I've seen it enough to know that it takes place, brother. There's a projecting of our own uh, of their own sabotage of relationships, that image onto other people, where they're able to say, "You be careful with this person; he's a snake in the grass." Um, I remember I was called that. I'm told years ago by a, I had preached for a pastor, had great fellowship with him, he loved me, I thought, and then. And someone came to me afterward and said, you know, he called you a snake in the grass. Well, I've talked to other people that, that also were guest speakers at his church. And they said, yeah, to their face, this, this individual was very, um, oh man, you're a great brother. Praise God. Let's talk about, 
let's talk about God and let's talk about other preachers. But behind your back, he's calling you something bad too. So again, it's projecting their own sabotage on other people and accusing you like David did. I mean, like Saul did to David, accusing him of being subversive. Um, and our government's doing that today. We we all should be able to um, associate, uh, you know, somewhat the feeling of, ah, we're being accused of being the, you know, the ones who are causing insurrection when actually there's some other stuff taking place. Yeah, so much there in what you said, so much truth. And, you know, just quickly, uh, again, reviewing what we learned from uh, uh, what our dear brother Kevin covered a minute ago from the Old Testament and David and Jonathan. And, you know, all these narcissists have a kingdom, even if they have nothing at all. You know, they yeah. see themselves of being a king, a leader, a president, uh, you know, a community leader. I mean, you name it. You, you can put any name to it. A narcissist has to set themselves up in the top position. And when you set yourself up in the top position, in most cases, you're scared to death about being knocked down out of that position. We've seen it in recent times. We've seen Richard Nixon, who was, you know, polling in the election before he even bugged Watergate. Uh, he was pulling an election 25 to 30 points ahead. And, uh, but yet he bugged Watergate to make sure everything he didn't want to lose. He didn't want to fall off his throne and narcissists are the same way. There's a jealousy there. They're afraid of losing their kingdom, you know, and, and what they do is they come along and say, well, you know, I disapprove of this person's character. I disapprove of the things they're doing to you. You're a little different since you've been hanging out with this person. And, and, you know, folks trying to be as practical as we can be here and saying, listen, the reality of these people are, is they're going to make a very uh, compelling, comprehensive argument about why your friends, your dad, your pastor, and why everybody on earth who's like them are no good. That's what their role is. Their role yeah. is to hold on to that kingdom, to sit in that high seat, to look down to people, to rule. Now, remember this, this person I'm talking about can, you know, cannot have a, a you know, a penny to the name. Uh, but yet they see themselves as a king or some high authority. And man, you know, jealousy gets to them and they'll do whatever they can to intentionally sabotage those meaningful relationships in your life that have helped you get places that have uh, saw you do things. They want to intentionally sabotage that. I see it an awful lot, unfortunately, with new relationships, you know, uh, new boyfriend, new girlfriend, new husband, new wife will come along and they're just... Um, you know, they have no ability within them to feel secure, to feel safe, to feel confident. You know, I have never been a jealous man. I, I really, I, I try not to be, I've never really had a problem with confidence or something like that in my life. But when a narcissist got a hold of me, folks, they shredded me. They were trying to spit me out and they even had me uh, at a point, you know, Mr. Self-Confidence, uh, the guy in, in high school that was in half the yearbook pictures and all those things, they even had me doubting myself. And, and you know, again, they got to keep their kingdom. They have to be on the throne. They have to be the right person. Mm -hmm. And you need to be careful of this, folks. And and uh, I hate not going back to Kevin, but we're right at that time where we, we, we got to 
bug off, but I want to say a couple things to you as we do that, as we close. I want to say, if you're in a position where somebody is intentionally sabotaging you, where somebody is, you know, that person that have love-bombed you, devalued you, gaslighted you, and so on and so forth, and you end up and you're intentionally being sabotaged, and you feel it, you know it, I want to tell you something, folks. That's not going to change when you get married. That's not going to change uh, things aren't going to get better. It's going to stay that same way. So if you're in a position where that's going on and you're not married or whatever, get out of town. If you're in a position where you're married, get to consulate as quick as humanly possible. And, and God never puts anybody in a position where they will be physically or emotionally hurt. We're not talking about divorce, but I am saying get out of a situation where you're physically or emotionally hurt. If we can do anything to help you, Make sure you contact us at Helpful Wounded Spirits, Doug at WoundedSpirits.com. Kevin Robb will be glad to help you. We sure do love you folks. We hope you have a great day. And hey, listen, when you go out tonight, wear that smile that only God can give you. Thank you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Helpful Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.